Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Hello, I'm Kim Bloomer. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Jeannie Thomason, your other host. And today we are talking about wheelchair pets. Today we're going to be speaking with Deb Winters. She's the founder of um, HandicapPets.com. But before we talk with Deb, and I think this is going to be a very, probably somewhat emotional show for me, Jeannie. Mm, (laughs) Yeah, probably for everybody. Yeah, for anybody who's ever had a pet that was in this situation. But I find that they... These particular pets bless us so much that um, it's going to be an amazing um, journey. And we're going to be talking with Deb also about her special dog, Dylan. But before we do, we will hear from one of our partners, and then we'll get in right into the topic of today like we always do. So um, don't go away. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally. Pet Talk Naturally. We'll be right back. Pick up something unique at a Bone to Pick dog boutique. A Bone to Pick has cool hip fashions for big and small dogs that will have their tails wagging in style. Cat products too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Check out our eco-friendly pet products and gifts for humans too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Get your pet's mouth watering monthly with our Gourmet Treat of the Month Club. And join a Bone to Pick's free birthday club for your puppy. A-B-O-N-E dash to dash p-i-c-k dot com pick up something special for your best friend at a bone to pick a-b-o-n-e dash t-o dash p-i-c-k dot com get 10 percent off with coupon code petlife hey all you dog stylists are you on the cutting edge of canine design and shaggy chic Groomer Has It on Animal Planet is now casting for Season 2. Groomer Has It is looking for competitive dog stylists with amazing personalities to compete to become Animal Planet's top groomer. $50,000 grand prize for the winner, plus weekly compensation for all contestants during filming. If you have what it takes to be the top groomer, then audition for Groomer Has It today. For more information, contact Catherine at 310-727-3337, extension 71272, or email Groomer has it at gmail.com pets can be a wonderful addition to your life keeping them healthy and happy is important pet life radio presents the pet doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian dr bernadine cruz whether you have a dog cat reptile or rabbit you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets the pet doctor on demand every week only on petliferadio.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. 
As we said, and when we opened the show, that we're going to be speaking today with Deb Winters of HandicapPets.com. And uh, this is, I think, what is so fabulous about this, Jeannie, is that is helping the pets that at one time may have been euthanized simply for lack of mobility, not for exactly. lack of... Um, and some of them still are, so we need to get the word out. We absolutely do. So we welcome our special guest today, Deb Winters. Welcome, Deb. It's wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. Well, you know what the first question I have coming to my mind was what what inspired you to to start your website and to start the service that you're offering to people? But before you, wait, wait, let me back up because that was like, I'm really excited to hear this, but tell us about you, Deb. Tell us about your background first and then answer that question. Um, well, actually, my background is in natural health for humans, and um, I've been in the industry for a, well, probably 15 years now. I'm a holistic nutritionist. Yay. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. We're all on the same page here. Um, I, I have to say, though, the founder of HandicapPets.com is my business partner, Mark Robinson. Okay. I wasn't he, sure if he was your co-founder or if he was the founder or what. He okay. is, well, he, he, the brain, it, it, uh, he came up with the idea because of his dog, Mercedes, who was euthanized, mm-hmm. and he realized later he probably did have a choice. Right. So he came up with the idea and really hadn't done much about it until we met, and we actually met because of my dog, Dylan. Um, we were just out for a walk one day. Mark and I were neighbors, had never met before, and uh, it's amazing how a dog can um, warm things up, so to speak. So uh, we just got talking, we, and, and he told me about his idea. He wondered if I would be interested in partnering, and uh, the rest is history, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But that was about five years ago. That's interesting that you brought up, brought up about dogs um, breaking the ice for many of us because um, we had a guest on yesterday, which I need to mention today, is BarkAtTheCapital.org, um, and he was saying the very same thing, um, that that dogs have a way of just opening doors that might not have been opened otherwise or breaking the ice for, for people who walk by each other each day but wouldn't talk, and now your Dylan did that for him. And, and I really do feel that. Um, Mark's dog and your dog Dylan were teacher dogs, dogs that were, you know, this happened to them. And it's funny how animals will accept their lot in life um, and they can teach us great things, even though those lessons could be hard lessons. Mm-hmm. And I really think that your Dylan obviously did that for you, didn't he? Absolutely. You you got me all choked up now because I just oh. lost him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, we're all, I mean, we all miss our animals if they're gone because they're part of our family. That's they right. are, and it, it was tough. And I'd like to apologize to our audience. Our chat won't start today, so um, we'll just be talking. Hopefully you'll listen and be able to um, uh, take notes as you listen to Deb. And I'd like to give your website right, out, right away again, Deb. It's Handicapped Pets. Dot com And you guys Correct. provide a lot of resources there for people who are looking to see what can I do for my dog. And you know what? It doesn't matter if they're small or large. This happens to all of them, doesn't it? Abs- oh, absolutely. Different sizes, yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, we do find, you know, there are certain breeds that, it, it, you know, we have more customers of certain breeds. We mm-hmm. um, Many, many dachshunds and pugs, you know, for the smaller dogs but and the bigger dogs. I would say the number one are German Shepherds and number two say are that. Labs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because and of the degenerative is- myelopathy. 
I was just going to say that, Deb, mm-hmm. because um, you know even corgis or dachshunds, because of the long-backed dogs exactly. that have you know little uh, the little corgi that was in my life was um, my friend from the park, her um, corgi named Emma, and I actually did a few blog posts on Emma because uh, she did have myelopathy, and what was interesting is I didn't know it for probably the first six months or so that she had this, and when we finally dis- we were what we started doing with her was doing a raindrop technique with essential oils on her, and she started to have nerve regeneration it was really weird um, they had done ultrasound on her back and shaved her and the fur wasn't growing back but when we started doing this not only did the fur before the fur started growing back she had a lot of like cysts breaking out in that area like the toxins were coming out and then she the fur grew back and then she started to have nerve regeneration and the vet goes I don't know what you're doing and he was an allopathic vet traditional vet but keep doing it <laughs> because this is working but unfortunately what happened was it was just not soon enough so Emma never did um, recover, but she did enjoy her uh, walks with her wheelchair for a long time. <laughs> yes, so. that, that is amazing how um, that's sort of, we call that a new leash on life. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's really cute. And yeah. I know that your Dylan was one of those, wasn't he? He was a, a Labrador, right? Yes, he was a beautiful yellow lab, if I do say so. Um, yeah, oh, he, he was. I concur. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. He um, actually, the issue with Dylan, he he was very arthritic in the back end, which is very common for labs. Um, it was so, it was such a struggle for him, you know, kind of getting up with his front legs. Um, but. Um, so he, you know, I kept him comfortable for years. I, you know, I think he was comfortable. He was wagging his tail and he was happy. And, you know, everybody said I would know when it was time. And, right. um, but he, we, he, I feel so blessed to have met Mark and started this company with him because I believe it was put into my life, you know, for my dog because I never would have known. And, um, we brought on over the years more and more products, not just the carts. The carts are, are just absolutely a huge, huge seller for us. But the rear harnesses, um, that's a good way to start, you know, if right. they're not really severe. And that's how I started with Dylan. I put him in a harness and just took some of that pressure off his, um, off his, his back legs for walking. Mm-hmm. And then what's interesting about that is a lot of people may not, and you have a lot of photos on your site, and a lot of people may not be aware that there are these options for their, um, you know, a lot of times what we've been told over over the years, if you have a big dog, especially, and they're down, then you need to put them down. But what your service is providing and others like it are that you don't have to do that. I mean, the dog still has a mind, still happy, can still live just like us. Definitely. You know, it, it, and and I think with dogs, um, what's what's great about it is they don't they don't consider themselves disabled. Right. Oh, <laughs> they don't know what that word is. That no, is they so can, They get in the cart and they're just like, yay! I can move again. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And they can just run too, don't they? they love oh, it. they really do. We have great some great videos on our site right now. We just um, we just presented two carts last week. Um, and and we so we have those videos on there plus others too. So I do encourage people to take a look at the videos. They might be very surprised at what they see and very yeah. encouraged, you know, if they're dealing with this. Um, 
I will tell you this, too, uh, for another word of encouragement. I recently went to a veterinary conference in Baltimore, and our company was so well-received by the vets. They love what we're doing. They love it because they can't do what we're doing. Right. And uh, we never second-guess the can they offer this option though to their clients with the downed? Uh, with are they doing that, Debbie? They are doing. I mean, from everything I heard, and you know what we got coming back, absolutely. Uh, you know, the thing is, many of them had not heard about us, and it was re- what was very exciting is they would go into their conferences, and at the break they would be coming down to find us. Because they read about us in the program, and they said, we had no idea. This is so great. Now we have a resource. And that is what we are working so hard towards, is giving people, you know, the resource. We want our name out there so when the time comes, they don't have to go on a a Google search all over the web. We, you know, we have everything that they'll need, hopefully. Well, some of the other things I noticed is that you also provide uh, wraps because sometimes when these dogs are disabled or even paralyzed, they have the same problems that humans do and that they have, they're incontinent or they have other problems like that. So you, you provide um, all of the, the um, accessories to mm-hmm. support that, such as diapers and pads and, and so forth for them, don't you? Yes, we do, and we even have suspenders to keep the diapers on because that many, many people were calling us saying the diapers are great, but I can't keep it on my dog. Well, we went out and searched and found the answer, which is suspenders. Wonderful. <laughs> and it's kind of cute, yeah. too, you know. That's I mean, adorable. <laughs> um, and you also, um, I don't know if there's a lot that you can um, do for the bigger animals, but at least for dogs and cats, this is something that is really workable. How, how do you... Do they use carts for cats or not? Oh yes, they absolutely do. We um, we have uh, we had a cat uh, from Rhode, the Rhode Island SPCA last year that um, we have a great story on the website. I won't go take a lot of time on it, but it's a wonderful story about a fourth grade teacher from Oklahoma who's Oklahoma who's partnered with our company. She does fundraising every year. She teaches her kids how to care for handicapped animals. Mm-hmm. Her name is Kathy Barton. She's on our website now because um, they just did a wonderful piece on her. Um, but one she's of the a fourth parts grade they, teacher, right? A fourth she's grade. a fourth grade teacher. She is so dedicated to handicapped animals and her students and she decided to, you know, bring them all together and teach the kids um, about handicapped animals. Um, But one of their recipients last year was Xavier the Cat. There's a beautiful movie on our website. Um, He needed a quad cart, Mm. not just a rear cart, because he had a neurological uh, problem, and he is probably the most beautiful cat I've ever seen, and he walked walked for the first time. In his cart last year. Oh my Very goodness! Sad. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That is as a quad. Year. Wow. Yeah, and as the exciting, the the thing that made that even more exciting is there's an in-house vet at the Rhode Island SPCA. His name is Dr. Finocchio, and he stood there watching and said, "If I hadn't seen it, I wouldn't believe it." And as a result of that, Dr. Finocchio and his his wonderful disabled dog Marvin have donated two carts. Oh, that is so. We're standing. We we're going. You know, across the country, people picking up on this, wanting to help. It's just it's wonderful because the carts are are expensive. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, I think that for people that are our, our pets have been elevated and in their place in our lives is family, and so yes. it stands to reason that we wouldn't just think of them as. And I know a lot of people might say this, well, this is just a dog or just a cat. Why don't you just euthanize them? But that's really contrary to what we teach here. (laughs) We teach that there are options for them, such as um, these carts and other services that you provide and educating people on um, how to help their um, disabled pet. And also... uh, offering hospice care for them so that they can die with dignity at home just like a person would like to. So there are a lot of things that um, we can do. And I imagine, uh, Deb, that you also probably offer um, education on senior pets because they're the ones who often are struck this way. Yes, yes, we do. We really do try to be a resource for everything. I mean, if if someone... um for example, you know, wanted an article or sent us an article or sent us uh, to an article, the next thing you're going to see is that article will be on our website because, right. again, we, want, we don't want people to have to keep searching. We want them to be able to get all the answers from one place because when they're on our site, they're usually emotional. Something mm-hmm. has happened and they're mm-hmm. looking and, or they've gotten word from the vet that they can't do anything. So they're, they're emotional. And when they find us, it, you can hear the relief. I, I mean, we hear it every day of the week. People will say, I'm so glad I found you. Mm-hmm. And I'm we so also hear, you know, <laughs> on the flip side, we also hear from people that we meet out about, I wish I had known about you. Mm-hmm. Right, I can imagine. But see, it took what happened to Mark to find a solution. Yeah. Now, there are people that these things happen to, and I almost think that these, I actually believe that these animals are there for that purpose to show us that rather than just sorrow and then go get another pet, we can reach out and help others with what has happened yep. to us. I mean, the reason we're sitting here doing this conversation with you is because of my you know, of my own passion with my own animal, and, mm-hmm. and and that led me into natural health. Whereas for you, it was um, your dog Dylan. For for uh, Mark, it was his dog, and so. For each one of us have a passion that we go out and we, if that animal, if we've allowed that animal to teach us, then we can go out and then help a whole lot of others. Um, okay. And and then I don't feel like our own pets have suffered in vain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think that that's a really good thing that you guys have provided this one more element to raise um, the quality of lives for our pets. And, and, and Debbie, I applaud you for this. Um, the other thing I'd like to share was that there was a, um, as I was talking earlier, there was Emma the Corgi. I always call her the queen dog of dogdom. <laughs> and she, she was so special. But the first time my dog saw her in this cart, and, I, and I'm curious if, you, if you've witnessed this before, he looked at her like, what is it? <laughs> he didn't know if she was a dog or what because she had this um, cart around her and as he sniffed all around her he then got depressed he's pretty um sympathetic toward other animals that have either been abused it's really uncanny how they they know Mm. and he just he was really sad so he laid down beside her and was really really quiet which that's not typical of him and as we were going home he kind of was pouting and we got home and he was depressed and my husband said what's the matter I said I think he's depressed over Emma's state I very candidly had a conversation with him that told him Emma's fine she just is in a in a cart and no big deal she's fine and the next day he was completely normal with her but it was interesting to see that he was he felt sorry for her at first and it was really kind of interesting to watch that whole interaction after that they had a little game where he would tease her and she would snip at him um 
when he got too close and stuff because she was that kind of a dog. <laughs> she was not very afraid of anything, right. and as is a corgi nature. Oh. But after that, he treated her like any other dog. But I found that Absolutely. interesting. Mm-hmm. Isn't that and amazing? I, was, I wondered if you've ever seen other dogs kind of look at those that are in carts act that way. Um, personally, I I haven't because, unfortunately, we don't get to see and meet all of our recipients. We, mm-hmm. Whenever they're local, we try to, but we do ship all over the country. Right. Um, but that's a great point that you bring up. It would be fun to hear from people uh, about that. Yeah, you know, see how they um, interact. Because I think once they get a handle on, this is still a dog, it just has... Yeah. extra parts here um, <laughs> that they would just be normal playing with each other because I don't think the dog in the cart would even think there's anything wrong with them. Exactly. And, and I have heard I have heard from many, many, many customers um, how, you know, there are more than one animal in the house and they all just play like it's like hmm. <laughs> there's nothing different. Nothing you know, different. Yeah, and then wow. you just um, then when uh, Emma was tired, she would take the cart off, and I imagine that that happens mm-hmm. that that you talk with them about that and so forth. Yes, Deb. yes, we do. They're really not meant to be in there. Um, the, the bigger dogs can't sleep in their carts. The smaller ones, close to the ground, actually can sleep in the carts. Oh, but um, yeah, we do talk to them. I mean, um, but. I have, we have one story on our website about Johanna. This was actually the first recipient of Kathy Barton's. And mm-hmm. uh, Johanna is a little dachshund um, who we gave her her first cart four years ago. She wore her cart out. Oh, my goodness. She, <laughs> she wore it out? <laughs> we heard, it was so funny because um, her owner, Paul Coover, um, just happened to email us and say that, you're not going to believe this. You know, all these hundreds of hours, it's the first worn-out cart we've ever heard. Um, <laughs> but he he told us about it, and it was right around the time Kathy was doing this year's fundraiser. So guess who was the first recipient with the new cart? Oh, oh I bet. Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and is. We, we went... Of course, you know we drove, we're we're in New Hampshire and that, and they live in Maine. So I said that's way too close. We need to see this. So we mm-hmm. drove up a couple weeks ago and presented her with a new cart, and it was. I mean, this talk just never stops. That's she, exciting. Yeah, Debbie, do mm-hmm. you guys travel around the country showing? Uh, you know, to events. I know you've gone to um, local events, but do you guys ever travel around the country to share what you are doing uh, for pets with handicapped pets? Uh, we really do. Uh, most of our travel is um, to the veterinary conferences because, you know, we really do want to put it out there mm-hmm, to the best sure. that we're here. We want them. I just love it, you know, when they meet us for the first time. And, and I, I'll say to them, you know, we just want you to be comfortable about what we're doing. And uh, it's really great. So that we've sort of limited to that. However, um, there is going to be a meeting uh, with Kathy Barton in the not-too-far future. We really want to meet her in person. We feel so close to her, but we don't really. Um, you know, we would. We would if we had the opportunity or, you know, um, I suppose the invitation. We're, we're still right. we're, we're a small company, so we don't have a lot of extra funds to do that with. So, um, But it's amazing how an Internet business, you can feel so close to people and never meet them face to face. I know, Jeannie and I know that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) It really just works, you know, it just works. And, um, and, you know, unfortunately, we don't meet all our recipients as much as we'd love to. 
Well, and we'd love to, well, what I'd love to do, I'm sorry to interrupt, um, Kathy Barton is going to actually, she's actually working on a curriculum that she wants other teachers um, to take to a teach. look at. To, yeah, to see if they could implement this. So um, we have uh, really big visions of where that is all going to go. And I think mm-hmm. it's the education that's so important. You, you know are what, so right. Fact, in fact, Deb, that is probably the most important thing in, to be teaching children because mm-hmm. the more we teach them about not just your program with you know how to ha- handle handicapped pet, but pets in general, because mm-hmm. I really feel if, if we were teaching the children, probably from kindergarten up, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that we would have a lot less need for any kind of legislations that right. are happening around the country because people would know what their responsibilities are and right. um, by the time they were pet owners themselves. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's really good that you guys are doing this, and I hope that it expands mm-hmm. or grows exponentially from there because this oh, is real important. It is important, and I just I admire Kathy. So I've never, I mean, she is such a dedicated teacher. I mean, can you imagine? Um, she it's gotten to the point now where the third graders are begging to get in her class the next year because oh. they all want to be in Barton's class. And I want to um, I wanted teachers like her. I had a couple, but I would really I think that oh, would have been I think we all the best class yeah. to be in. That's one of those teachers that you remember forever ever. and ever. Yep, yeah, it is. And she we'll have to see if we can get her to come on our show sometime. I think you would love her, and um, I, I just I think that she could teach you a lot, you know, about compassion and caring. And you know, the thing is that this this uh, sort of filters out to with the kids too is is a is a different understanding of disabled human beings. Yes, you bet. It is. Uh, it's all really the same, isn't it? You know. And- mm-hmm. And I think that, Anna, and it was funny because we were talking about you yesterday on the show yesterday simply because that show was about honoring um, our dogs and mm-hmm. celebrating dogs. And, and and so we brought up the fact that while these, um, how dogs help disabled people, our disabled animals help us learn a whole other thing. I mean, they help us learn how to, how to treat those who are disabled mm-hmm. just through our experience with them. So, I mean, Deb... Animals are pretty amazing, uh, no matter how you slice it. But this is a really, uh, to me, this is, I worked with many disabled students at a junior college that I worked at here. And so it was also important to, because we had to take classes in how to deal with disabled people. And I really Mm -hmm. think that animals in these carts, in this situation, will open conversation and learning Mm -hmm. far better and probably easier than if we're dealing with humans in the same situation. Yeah, absolutely. Interestingly, Kathy Barton's blind dog Hope has just been um, has just been qualified as a hospice dog. Wow. She will now be taking her dog into hospice centers. Kathy, you know, Kathy and Hope, and I, and I will say, because it's okay, she, I know that she would be all right with this, um, she is a breast cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, Kathy Barton, teacher, breast cancer survivor, and her dog Hope are now going to be going to many, many places, giving so many people hope, not just hospice oh, centers, but they're going to be going into hospitals, to senior homes, and... Um, it's just going to be a beautiful story. I think. Oh, I mean, yes. the way that they are going to touch people, because we know animals with with sick people. We know the power of that for sure. 
Well, I, I don't know if that's your bird or Jeannie's bird, but it's an animal show, so we always have <laughs> animal Nick. noises on the show. But, <laughs> but um, Nick's talking Kev, to the was, outside birds. Oh, that's an, uh, she has an African grain. You know, he does oh. that. Talk, so. oh. <laughs> but a question in the chat room from uh, Barbara at the Recipe Box, another uh, blog talk radio show. She said, are these carts expensive? And I know you alluded to that earlier in the show. So would you talk about that a little bit? Um, well, the carts currently are custom-made. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, for each dog. Yes, they are. They, they take a, 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 you know, a lot of measurements, and so obviously the smaller ones are going to be a little less money, and then they go up. So you might start at about two hundred and fifty dollars, and you can go up to an eight hundred dollar cart for a large dog, depending what on what they need. Hmm. Okay, so, so my question would be then, if this were, let's say that your business grew to where it, this was just something that is being accepted and readily um, utilized around the country, then they could be produced differently so that it's more affordable or possibly a program put in place for those who um, maybe aren't in a position to afford these. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Such as a, yes. as, a, as a donation type thing where people can donate carts to help those right. who are less fortunate. Or do you have yeah. a place on the site where people can can you know send you donations, you know money, funds, or whatever that would help someone in need? We do have that actually right in our shopping cart, and, and I will just say that all donations right now are going directly to Kathy Barton's fund uh, because, you know, this year it was six animals. Everybody got on board this year. They, they, they raised enough money for four, and then we got two extras wow. just because of donations. So all money will be going to Kathy Barton. It will go in a fund, and... Um, she may end up doing, you know, she'll still do her fundraiser, but if enough money is sitting there for a cart, you know, we will put it out that we're looking, you know, we've got a cart to donate. We wish that we could get carts in from people that don't need them anymore. because, mm. And we do. We do get them in. Oh, and we get quite a few in. And whenever those carts come in, we donate them right out. We don't charge anybody. The problem is we don't have a lot. And um, I wish we could get more because of the car- all the carts we sell. You know, we we probably could if we really put sure. it out there. But we have such generous people that will send us their cart with a, a beautiful memorial of their animal and say, you know, my my animal was so. We had one recently. Um, Bo was the name of this pug, and. Um, Bo um, was in his cart for quite a few years and passed away, and the owner sent us back the cart with a beautiful memorial, which is still on the website, saying, please give this cart, you know, to change another pug's life like it did with Bo. So um, we put that out, and the cart was donated to another pug. Petey. <laughs> uh, it's funny how you do. Re- we do remember some of these. I mean, we have a lot, but certain ones really stick in your mind. Sure. Because I just, I just think of Pete the Pug, you know. It's right. <laughs> I was, but that's I, good to do. Yeah. I didn't realize that pugs were some of the ones that often have this kind of problem, and it's interesting to hear that it was yeah. those, because I knew about German Shepherds and, of course, the long-backed corgis and dachshunds and so forth, but I didn't realize, well, and also labs. If you think of a pug, they have such a barrel body and those mm-hmm. little tiny legs. You know, there's That's a lot true. of weight on those little legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that must be the reason, because we we do have a lot of pugs as well. 
Oh, so and they're mm-hmm. so and they are so cute. Oh, Debbie, so we're cute. gonna take a very short break and when we come back I wonder if you'd be um able to share some stories of success that you have had when people finally discovered that they had a choice in uh helping their disabled pet with just with your site alone. Mm-hmm. If you would be um able to do that and we will have a few minutes we can close the show with uh those wonderful stories. Great. Okay, so we will be right back after a word from one of our partners. Don't go away. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. If you love your pet, you won't want to miss the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, September 27th and 28th at the Kentucky Expo Center. Check out the latest in pet products and services from over 100 exhibitors. Meet adoptable pets from local shelters and rescue groups, demonstrations, and a pet fashion show. Plus, you can enter your pet into lots of fun contests with great prizes. It's all at the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, September 27th and 28th at the Kentucky Expo Center. Go to LouisvillePetExpo.com for more. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. I'm Kim Bloomer. Together with Jeannie Thomason, we're your hosts. Today, we are speaking with Deb Winters about wheelchair pets, and her website is www.handicappedpets.com. And uh, we were talking uh, about all of the ways that people can get involved in help before and just how this affords our pets um, some longevity and quality of life. And uh, now Deb is going to share with us uh, some of those stories of success. Before we do, we'd like to remind everybody to please go to barkatthecapital.org and participate in this wonderful event, sponsor the event, get involved in uh, helping to educate on responsible dog ownership. Mm-hmm. So, Deb, um, we're waiting for those stories. <laughs> oh, I know. The stories are, are the greatest, aren't they? Mm. Um, 
Well, two come to mind, and the two that come to mind, I do know we have movies on the website, so um, people can actually go on and, and take a look. The first one that comes to mind uh, is Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Bob. What a cool name. <laughs> Sounds like a southern name. <laughs> Billy Bob um, is a dog that um, was about to be euthanized within hours of being mm. euthanized. And he was um, in a rehab um, place out in L.A. And the rehab center gave us a call because, you know, we make friends over the years. So Leslie McMahon gave us a call and said, is there any possibility you could donate a cart um, to this to this animal because he's um, um, his owner cannot keep him because he first of all he's too big and I I am totally um, spacing the breed of dog that he is but he's a big gray um, oh kind of like in the greyhound family but he. Um, the owner could absolutely not physically care for him. He was, you know, really just dead weight, could not move him. He had Wadler's disease. So um, Billy Bob had surgery, and after the surgery was worse than before. So Leslie um, and her husband at the rehab, uh, the L.A. Rehab Center, decided they wanted to keep him but they couldn't do it unless they had help. And just absolutely coincidentally, we had had a cart come in to the office. And coincidentally. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No coincidences, right? right. Um, it was a large cart, which he needed, and we shipped it up. We packed it up and shipped it out because this was, you know, a real rush. They, they were going to have him euthanized. So we, um, I think we overnighted it out to L.A. with a box full of, you know, stuff for the rehab center. And they put Billy Bob in that cart. That was no easy feat because this is a big, heavy dog. And um, Billy Bob walked again. Mm. It was just a beautiful, beautiful... You can see in the movie how they worked with him. It shows them putting him in the cart and how at first he could barely walked, it was all with help, you know, everybody helping him, mm-hmm. and, you know, within a, a few days or a week or so, Leslie was actually running beside him mm-hmm. in oh this cart. Oh, bringing yeah. tears to my eyes. <laughs> I know. It, it, yeah. it, it, oh, it'll, if you watch the movie, it'll bring even more tears to your eyes, but, so, um, hang out at your site and watch all these yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was um, this was a really special one. Uh, they're all special, of course, but this was just, I mean, he was, ju- and I think Mark really took this one on personally, too, because of his own story with his dog that he knew, you know, probably mm-hmm. did not have, have to be euthanized. So he said, you know, if we can help, we're going to help. Let's get this card out there and see what happens. And um and it, it, it's just, it was just in a really an amazing story. Through this rehab, they needed the cart in order to help him with rehabilitation because that was the only way. They also had him in water, but they really needed to get him moving. Right. right. And there was just no other way of doing it, and they never would have had the money to purchase this cart. This would have been definitely an $800 cart, oh, definitely. Wow. So, I'm telling you. Um, so that's the Billy Bob story. And then we had this wonderful boxer from Massachusetts that I actually got to meet. I went down. His name um, was Nico. And Nico um, 
he, his back end just went. You know, this happens all the time. People will call us and say, my dog was fine yesterday and today he can't walk. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how often that will happen. And um, once again, we had had a, a large cart come in. We had to make some changes to it um, mm-hmm. to fit Nico, but uh, we took it down to Massachusetts, and he was just the most beautiful dog. I mean, he, he was so... Um, willing to let us all help him into the cart and we had to coax him a little bit but we got Nico in the cart. Nico was no longer with us. He had um, severe liver and kidney failure Hmm. but he but the beautiful part about it as as his uh, caretakers wrote a beautiful note to us was that at least his last days were on his feet. Hmm. Yep. And 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 no, and and I just have to add that I don't think I've ever seen an ugly boxer because we were... I know. They're <laughs> awesome. I love boxers. Yeah, they're yeah, great. My dad's I, family always raised them, so I just love them, and i just really glad to hear that Nico had quality of life. I think that's the most important thing, at least to me, Deb, mm-hmm. is to know that we're giving them quality of life yep. that I think they deserve. And that's what Kathy, you know, his his mom said, you know, he he just wasn't happy laying around and watching the kids play in this way. You know, he did get to move around with them. And um, I think that's, you know, we get letters from people saying that we, you know, because of our products, they're, they're live. They got their lives back, basically. I mean, a dog is meant to run and play and have a good time, right? Yeah. You know, they, don't, they don't like laying around, not, you know, being being so disabled they can't get up and walk so um and it's interesting some of the animals will take to the carts immediately and some of them do have to be coaxed a little so uh we use chicken for nico and he was just fine with that <laughs> <laughs> my my dog could be bribed easily that way too so <laughs> oh that is yep. so good to hear i'm really happy to hear that you're brought um it's for these people who not only really love their animals, but it can, because of what Kathy is doing through her fourth grade class, and I do hope you guys can make this something that grows um, throughout yeah. the country and possibly throughout the world. You never know, Deb, Some a good idea right. like that. It will yeah. teach people that animals do uh, deserve a quality of life and that kind of a respect for yeah. for for their lives. And uh, hopefully there will be people who are magnanimous, philanthropists, uh, philan- I always get this word wrong, philanthropists. Philanthropist. <laughs> that can step up and give you guys donate um, the money to either uh, have that in a fund for people to for those who cannot afford a cart, but yeah. also you know just donating those around the country to those that they, that would help you know especially right. if anybody's had this happen to their own pet and has the wherewithal to uh, donate. I think that's an important thing to give right. back. And, and so, sadly, you know there there are so many people that that we do get letters from, you know, looking for carts. I mean, it's that that just cannot possibly afford one, you know. Which means that they love their pet, but they can't afford one yet. And so um, because these aren't cheap um, to create in the first place and uh, you are running a business, then it would be really nice for those, like I said, that do have the wherewithal to step up and and donate. And even if they can't donate a whole cart, if they could donate toward a fund, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So that we make these affordable. Right now, yes, yes, and every little bit would certainly help. 
And I know children, now here's the great thing about children in classrooms, when they learn about these things, they always want to do fundraisers. (laughs) (laughs) So we can get the children, I mean, children are so magnanimous that way, and they can actually encourage people to get up off a little bit of money and have it in a fund so that we can help those who are uh, less needy but love their animals just as much as anybody else. So I think all of that's good, Deb. Um, We have actually come down to the end of the show, and what I would really like... um, for you to do is to share with the audience um, in closing what you would like for them to go away with, what you would like to impress upon them wisdomly. <laughs> There's such a word, wisdom-wise. Well, I would like people to know that there are options, and um, I believe that we know our animals better than anybody else. And if mm-hmm. someone tells you something that in your heart you know is not true, then, you know, at least come to our site or, you know, do your due diligence, do your research, because if you've got that gut feeling that it's really not time, I mean, you know, it gets to the point when it is time. I mean, my dog, very, very arthritic, but in the end, it was very critical liver and kidney failure. I Mm -hmm. knew it was time, but arthritis wasn't time, you know, so... I just think if people really feel that way because they're so distraught when they get this, and it bothers the vets when they can't do anything. It, it mm-hmm. really does. So I just say just just you know your dog better than anybody else. Some people are not really, um, really don't want to or are not capable of caring for a handicapped animal either, and that's another choice. We just want people to know there are choices. And, and you know, there sure are. There are choices now, like you said. There are. We've added two: one with your handicapped pets, and another with hospice. So there are other choices, which yep. I think is real important. And you, you're absolutely right, Debbie. And I'm glad that you shared both your story and Mark's, so that people would be aware that you have been there, done that, so you actually can empathize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a good mentor, also. <laughs> <laughs> sure does. So we hope. We would really encourage our audience to uh, look at the site at www.handicappets.com, and if you can help, please do so that other animals can be afforded uh, the quality mm-hmm. of life that they deserve for those who can't afford to do that for their pets and um, see be part of encouraging the education so that children can learn so um, help can support. Uh, may I just say thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come on and, and share with you. I really do appreciate it. Um, thank you for coming. Hopefully we've reached a lot of people that might not have otherwise known we're out there. Right. And and we really were honored to have you, Debbie. And in the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.